The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. If you're a regular listener of this show, you know that for the most part, I'm pretty chill. And believe it or not, that's true even when it comes to my parenting style. I'm that mom who can stay calm even during a four-year-old meltdown. Seriously. And I know that's kind of a brag, but it's something that I'm proud of. And you might be wondering, okay, Gabby, really? How do you stay calm when your kid's freaking melting down? Well, well, number one, I know I can trust the universe when the shit hits the fan. That's period. And number two, I lean heavily on my meditation practice. I've been meditating daily for 17 and a half years. Yep, that's right. I've never skipped a day of meditation. I just haven't. And it is this practice that has helped me navigate the most stressful situations in my life. And it's also given me the ability to really lower my anxiety level. So whether you already have a meditation practice or if you've never tried it before, I want to help you cultivate that same sense of inner peace. And it comes with practice and it comes with commitment. And that's why I'm giving you my most impactful guided meditation for anxiety relief. And it's totally free. It's yours. It's a gift from me. People, it's free. So take advantage of this today. This also happens to be one of my favorite meditations. So I'm really excited to share it with you. You can download my free meditation for anxiety relief at deargabby.com anxiety. I promise you that this practice is going to really help you begin your journey toward profound inner peace. It will give you a tool for self-soothing in moments of anxiety and stress. And I just want you to use it so that you can really create that beneficial inner state of peace that can be very sustainable when you practice and you show up and you give yourself that permission to turn inward. That's deargabby.com slash anxiety. Hey there, welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. Welcome back to Dear Gabby. I am recording this intro from New York City. Had a busy, busy week this week. So excited to connect with you here. And we're already two weeks into the new year, my friends. And this is about the time that I like to check myself. I like to check in with you. I like to check in with myself. And we're just entering into this new year. We can bring a lot of mixed emotions, especially around stuff that wasn't exactly as we wanted it to be last year. And so I like to check in with myself and ask myself, how am I feeling? Am I feeling stressed out? Am I feeling anxious? I'll ask you that now. How are you feeling? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling anxious? Where are you at right now? And if you're feeling any anxiety and the answer is yes for you, on the show today, I have three call-in guests and I really help them 
begin to navigate some of these big emotional challenges. So I know that these conversations today are going to help you. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling anything other than really at ease, listen to this episode. And the key message is I want you to get a sense of how important it is to honor your individual experiences and begin to use some of the tools and the techniques that I share in these amazing conversations today. So in today's episode, you have the opportunity to really witness when your triggers come up and learn how to reparent yourself in a way and learn my tools for getting back to center. No matter what challenges you're navigating right now, hear me when I say this, this is a beautiful practice of self-compassion. No matter what challenges you're navigating right now, I've got your back. I'm going to teach you my practices of self-compassion, self-parenting, regrounding, and releasing those stressors that can really hold us back, particularly at this second week of the year. So listen all the way through to the end, my friends. You are going to love this. So here we go. It's very nice to see you. (laughs) There's a lot of noise in the background, so I'm going to have you just go straight in with your question. Okay, sweetie? All right. So I study a lot of the things that you talk about. So I've actually gone into the Gabor Mate's Wisdom of Trauma course. I've read anything I can get my hands on, Dan Siegel, your books, all the media things that I can get my hands on. To be quite honest, I was put through like the universal ringer. I was in foster care. I was parentified. I was traumatized. I went through a marriage that went sour, you know, all that good stuff. And I try really hard to not allow my experience of being triggered influence my son. I try really hard to mindfully parent him. He is turning five. I know our kids are like really close in age, so you can probably... I totally (laughs) got you, baby. I got you. It's just that I would really like to be able to parent him better without being so triggered in the moment. It can be really hard. Is he, where is he right now? Is he crying right now? No, that's another child. He's in class right now. Okay. Beautiful. Well, it's nice that we have a child crying in the background because it's an opportunity to work on this. Okay. So I want to offer you an opportunity to just check in with what comes up for you emotionally in those moments when you're triggered by him. He can do things that can consciously or unconsciously trigger me. And so I can be overwhelmed with my personal emotions sometimes. I'm really trying to work on it, but it's, okay. it's very difficult for me sometimes. Okay. So I'm going to give you a tool that I'm working on. There's a bunch of things that I do, and I think that I can share this with you specifically. I, too, have complex trauma from my childhood. I want to give you a lot of respect and love to the child parts of you that were parentified and foster care and all the trauma. And I want to just give you a tremendous amount of respect for all the hard work that you're doing and for your major commitment to heal. And you're a rock star mama. So congratulations right there. And I also just want to acknowledge what an incredible mother you are for having the bravery to go here and go there and do this work. So let's just start there. Baseline, you are kicking ass and I'm proud of you. And a lot of parents out there, even that don't have the adverse traumas that you and I may have, don't even contemplate their triggers in the moment with their kids. So just take that in. It's humongous. So What I want you to think right now about is just those moments when you're triggered, if there is a possibility in the moment, sometimes we can't do it right away, but it could be like halfway through the activation. So just check in. 
just check in with your body, check in with your somatic experience. What are you feeling in that moment? What sensations are present with you? What thoughts are coming up? What are you noticing? And by directing your attention inward in that moment gives that activated part of you a little bit of witnessing. And being able to witness in that moment what's happening on the inside might offer the opportunity to start to slow down the interactivity. Okay? And so maybe if you start to notice it, you start to breathe into the feeling. Maybe if there's a sensation, like a physical sensation that's super up for you, you can actually just place your hand on that physical part of your body. Just place some breath into it. If there's a thought that's coming up, maybe you can just witness the thought, notice the thought, forgive yourself for having the thought. Whatever happens in that moment, that power of being the witness of the activated state and to just extend some calm to the sensations, feelings, and emotions inside and thoughts inside can start to settle your system in the moment. Maybe that would be enough to start to downregulate that sympathetic response to whatever the trigger might be. Of course, we know breath even just the way I'm talking right now, just this connection that we have, slowly pacing with the feeling, right? And just calmly and compassionately just check in. And you're not going to get it right every time. But if you can just even halfway through, check in, check in, notice what you notice. Even if the kid's having a moment, the second that you start to check inside you, what happens is that he can start to have that same response because his mirror neurons are just firing, firing, firing. And children are in a constant state of searching for safety, searching for something that feels connected and safe because that's what they're hardwired for. And so the second that you start to care for the inner children with inside of you and start to calm, energetically you're caring for him. Trust that. Trust that that just witnessing practice is enough. Breath, extending breath, extending your hand, noticing. If it feels way too overwhelming in the moment, just that heart hold, just placing your hand on your heart, your hand on your belly. The other thing is there's going to be times where you're just going to f*** it up and you're just going to have the trigger. And the best thing you can do then is as quickly as possible, repair with him. Just put your hand on his hand or just be present with him. Once you're back in your right mind, and just say, sweetie, I'm so sorry. Mommy got really activated. Mommy was really, really upset. And sometimes mommies and big people get big emotions too. And we have big feelings. And we just don't always know how to handle them in the moment. But I'm with you again. I'm here and I'm safe. They say one third is being a great parent. One third is f***ing up. And one third is repair. Okay. Yeah, I really resonated when you had Dr. Becky on and she said that it's really important to have that repair because it gives us the opportunity to grow. I know that I never will get an apology from my mom, but I know that my son gets an active and very present mom 
at all times. And he gets an apology. He does get apologies quite often Mm -hmm. at any moment that I'm very aware of it. And maybe it's compensation. I actually don't want an apology from my mom. There's nothing that she can say. She, at this point in my life, I truly feel like she has been the one that has missed out because I do a lot of volunteering for other foster kids. And I'm part of a peer council in my area called the Wisdom Council. And we do like big works for people who are between the years of 18 and 30 years old, which is even older than most organizations help people who are in foster care. So (laughs) my love, you are a miracle worker. You're showing up for the child parts of you, for your child, for other children who are suffering. I want you to just take this moment with me as a quantum shift to just be super proud of yourself because you're kicking ass. Keep coming back, baby. Thank you so much for connecting with me today, Gabby. So much love for you. Hello, my friends. Hello. Yeah, it's an interesting time to be in this world. We are got a lot going on. We're feeling it. We've got anxiety. We've got goals. We've got manifestations we want to bring into the world. It's great. It's scary. It's everything. And sometimes we need support and sometimes we need guidance. And I'm so glad that you're a listener of this show so I can offer you these conversations and this way of thinking, a new way of living. And I also have so much more for you. I have so much more inside my Gabby Coaching membership. I am literally showing up for so many people right now, almost like their coach in their pocket, like a coach on speed dial. And you just open up your phone and you can get Gabby. All of this is just so amazing right now for me because I'm witnessing all these people send in these messages to me. Gabby, this coaching membership is just changing my life. It's like having you in my pocket. Or they'll say things to me about how they've manifested what they desire. Or they've released anxiety so quickly because they have access to the tools. There's like this cool Get Gabby section where you can just hop in and just get Gabby. Like if you can't sleep, you can just tap a button and get Gabby will put you to sleep or you have anxiety, you can tap a button and I will give you a breath practice or you're struggling to say what you need. I can give you a practice right then and there and you get weekly coaching and hundreds of meditations and workshops and all of the guided practices, plus a library of my best motivational talks, and so much more, so much more journaling, on-demand access to everything inside this beautiful, easy-to-access app that's super soothing and easy to use. So if you're feeling like, I really want to get more Gabby, I really want to have a coach, I want some energy to hold me accountable, I want practices laid out for me, I want a plan, I want a plan then head over to deargabby.com forward slash app and let me be your spiritual coach today. You can just try it out for seven days free. See what you think. See how you feel about it. Go to deargabby.com forward slash app and try me out as your coach this week. See how it goes. See how it flows. So head over to deargabby.com forward slash app. Hi, can you hear me? I can. We got a driver, but she's thankfully pulled over. I just finished the gym. I just did a yoga nature class. Go, girl. You must be very relaxed. So nice. 
So first of all, I just wanted to thank you. I reached out to you, I think it was like four years ago. I was on the plane on my way to treatment and you texted back like within five minutes, just giving me encouragement and I felt loved. And it's crazy how life brings you back to a full circle. I actually just opened up my own company a few months ago. It's a sober companion, sober transport company. And I finally feel like I have found what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. I have full body chills. I have full body chills because you were on your way to treatment. So beautiful. It was almost like I was there to help transport you. (laughs) And now that's what you're doing. (laughs) My love, I remember that so dearly. I really remember that. And I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so proud of your commitment to sobriety and to other people's sobriety. So fabulous. Thank you. So good to see you. And what's coming up for me now there's a little bit of a relationship brewing. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm trying to not be attached to the outcome. So there's just anxiety about, is this really happening? And will it continue in this way? It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like I'm doing work and I don't feel like I'm working most of the time. Yeah. Well, that means you found your purpose. Now, with regard to the relationship, you're starting this relationship is bringing up anxiety. What I want to recommend is that if you're entering a relationship and you're having anxiety, it's really based on this topic for today of befriending that anxiety. Don't ignore it. Don't judge it. Try not to push it down. Try not to work over it. Try not to numb it out. But instead, just become curious about it. So all right. So what's this relationship anxiety want us to know? Is there anything that you can think off the top of your head that this, you can ask the anxiety? What does it want us to know? It also just the anxiety of finding someone that can be the one makes me trip out a little bit. Okay, great. That's actually a really important point. Anxiety often can make you trip out when you start future tripping. Future tripping actually creates anxiety. Instead of being so forward thinking and so overly focused on what could be or where you're going, the intention instead would be to focus right here, right now. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, screw you, Gabby. How do I surrender to that? How do I get centered in the moment? I want to think about the future. Just notice when you're in that place of future tripping. Notice how it makes you feel. Notice the way that it makes your head spin. Notice the anxiety that comes up for you. And just breathe into it. Honor it. Respect it. And as soon as you start to feel more settled in your system and just more relaxed, you can just focus in that present moment on what's happening to you physically, what's happening to you in your breath, breathing and connecting to your breath, what feelings may be able to be moving through you in that moment. The goal is to recognize that the future tripping is causing anxiety. And the more you settle your system in that moment by recognizing if I'm out there, I'm not in here. And breathing in to that feeling that's all the anxiousness, all that future storyline, all that's up for you, grounding yourself in that presence of that feeling and allowing it to just move through you in that moment brings you back into the present. And the more you practice that, noticing that you're future tripping, noticing the anxiety part of you that's coming up, and then breathing into it, being present with it, being curious about it, and settling yourself. That's how you bring yourself back to the present. There's no future outcome that we can confirm. We don't know what the future brings. 
So why waste our time obsessing about it now? Does that feel good, Mimi? Are you with me on that? Yes. Beautiful, my love. I'm so proud of you. All right. Who's next? Hi. Hello. So I'm doing my life coaching certificate and we're learning about how you have to be on a really high vibration, really excited, really enthusiastic. So if you're on a discovery call with a client, that you're full of high energy and just really full of life. And I find at the moment, I'm just a little bit sadder than usual. And I know that there are people that I can help, but my anxiety is about, it's not okay for me to show up as a coach feeling a little bit sadder than I usually am. It's like I have to get myself to a state where I'm happy and I'm buzzing with life, but I feel like I'm healing and that's okay. I got you, my love. Well, I want to respect you and honor you and send you so much love and compassion. I want you to be really proud of yourself for all that you've been through and all that you've healed. I also want to acknowledge that we can be going through difficult things and still be of high service to the world. I also want to give you full permission to take it slow. We, as coaches, often we are our first client ourselves. And so the first step, my love, is to make yourself your first and most important coaching client, to honor and respect everything that you've been through, to show up for yourself with enthusiasm and commitment calmness, connectedness. Give yourself a tremendous amount of compassion. Whether that comes through working a book like Happy Days or that comes through listening to more Dear Gabby episodes or doing your own therapy or having your own life coach or whatever your path is, doubling down on it right now. And the other things that we teach from where we are. So maybe you're not in this super high vibration right now, but you meet somebody who's going through some stuff that's similar to yours and you can hold that space for them because you understand them and you can teach from the place that you're at. But it's also very, very, very important for all the coaches out there that are listening. If and when you are struggling and your suffering is going to interfere with your ability to be of service, that's okay. Just take it easy. Step back. Do the work on you. Get yourself to a more grounded place and then return to the coaching. But don't force yourself. Don't force yourself to be in the service of others when you still need that service for yourself. And look, we're always growing, right? So I wrote this book, Happy Days, where I shared all these shameful experiences of all this trauma and all this meltdown and all of this chaos and anxiety and fear that I was living through while being a very profoundly impactful spiritual teacher and author. And my publishers didn't want me to publish that book because it revealed too much of my dark side. And I had to say to them, listen, this is the truth. And the light and the service and the love and the work can coexist with difficult feelings internally. But as long as you know you're safe in those feelings, then you can continue to express yourself truly vulnerably and authentically with your clients. But you have to be able to really check in and say, is this safe for me right now? Because if you're still super activated and you meet somebody in their trauma and their activation, oh, that's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for you. 
But I don't totally agree with your coaching class. I don't believe that you have to be super bubbly and totally elevating. I do believe that your energy is going to be the presence that's going to be the soothing energy in the room. But it doesn't mean that your difficult experiences can't show up as a guidepost for others. So I think it's a big, strong balance, but you have to put your oxygen mask on first. Thank you, Gabby. You're welcome, gorgeous. I'm proud of you. Keep it going. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Good. I want to talk about my anxiety about, I switched careers after being in a place of work that was very mentally abusive and unappreciative. Mm. And I'm actually an energetic intuitive. I'm nine months sober. I just got my meditation certificate. I just hosted my first meditation on Saturday. Beautiful. And I'm just trying to have a better relationship with my anxiety as fear really is fueling a little bit. And I'm nervous just about the future with the financial abundance side of it and having a relationship with that and the angst that is brought on by that. Because mm-hmm. I feel really empowered with what I'm doing right now. I'm helping people and that's all I want to do. I want to make this world such a better place. So first things first, you're nine months sober. So you're like baby sobriety. This is so new, so fresh. Congratulations. Thank you. And when I was first getting sober, I say this a lot on the show, that it was like, if I could brush my teeth in the morning and get to a meeting and just be alive, that was a big deal. Right. So I want you to take a lot of the pressure off. Of course, you need to pay your bills. So sometimes it's great to have a day job while you have your spiritual healing and work that you're doing for yourself and building in your career. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, the first year of my career as a motivational speaker, I was a publicist by day and motivational speaker and spiritual teacher by night. And I still have money in my savings account from that time. Yeah. From that PR work. Yeah. So I really want to acknowledge that there's a great value in having your part-time work because it releases you of the stress and anxiety of having to fulfill your financial needs from this new endeavor. It's also very connected to your own personal growth and your own spiritual development, which is also very new and something that you don't want to put pressure on. Right. So I would be open to creative possibilities for additional revenue streams and give yourself the chance to really maximize the opportunities for how you earn rather than trying to put it all in one basket that might be super overwhelming for you at this time, create more anxiety create more chaos in your early recovery. These early days of your recovery, treat yourself like you are a toddler. Okay, baby? Just focus on your recovery. Focus on your health and well-being. Get a lot of sleep. Brush your teeth in the morning. Do what you got to do to pay the bills and enjoy this side project of growing something different. If you do that, then within a year or two, this will be your full-time career. But if you try to put all the pressure on this right now, the anxiety will take over and it will block you from allowing the universe to show you what to do with this career path. You got me? I do, 110%. So I am open to creative opportunities. Open. Excellent. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Congratulations on your recovery. I'm so proud of you. This episode is really beautiful because it's here to remind you that you have the power within yourself to really step into 
witnessing and recognizing that your anxiety isn't who you are. You are not the victim of your anxiety. It's just a part of you that's showing up. The part of you that's trying to protect you from feeling deeper feelings. The part of you that's kind of running the show at this moment in time. But let's send a lot of love and compassion to that anxiety. Let's say thank you to that anxiety for the good work it might be doing in your life. This is an example. My anxiety gets, gets a lot of stuff done, but I prefer it to be in a very relaxed role rather than such an extreme role. Your anxiety may be the thing that really makes things move at work, but we want to also honor that for what it is and really help be curious and compassionate towards it so that it can start to relax. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.